Before we start this episode, just want to continue to give our thoughts to everybody that has been impacted by this coronavirus. Um, you know, we hope all your friends and family and loved ones are safe. Uh, but as well as that, just want to give a continual thanks to everybody who is out there working, supporting the communities, whether it is um, frontline workers in the medical field like doctors, nurses and other healthcare professionals, whether it is teachers who are still out there teaching students, um, you know, store workers, delivery drivers, couriers, um, and apologies if I have forgot anybody, but uh, just want to say a continual thanks to everybody that is out there and serving the greater needs of the community. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, welcome to episode 20 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. We have quite a special episode here. It's not specifically talking about Dynasty, but it's almost like a power rankings challenge that we have. I think it's a very fun game that Paul has thought up and something that we encourage other members of the fantasy community to potentially get involved in. So I will leave Paul to explain the game itself. Uh, and speaking of which, with me I have Paul. Evening all. Also have Mo. How's it going? And we have Chiggs. Hey, hey. Evening all. How are we all doing? Yeah, pretty good, man. Yeah, peachy. Enjoying <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> it's a good word, that peachy. I like it. We have all four of us back today. Uh, yeah. So before yeah, we get into... Week, what was that, pardon? Sorry about last week. Oh, no, it's okay. It happens. Oh, I mean, you didn't have any picks in the first two rounds anyway, right? So... Uh... Well, I was just sulking. <laughs> So before we get into the content, do we want to discuss that monster trade that just happened in the league that we were in? Uh, it was the same league that we discussed our rookie picks. So yes. the man manager who drafted Judy and Lamb uh, and traded away Jones to have that pleasure has made a huge move to get Ezekiel Elliott. So I'll just run through that trade. So it was um, Mike Evans plus a first plus Brandon Cooks to get... Ezekiel Elliott, a second, and Sony Michelle, and also Rex Burkhead. So multiplayer trade, biggest pieces being Sony Michelle and Zeke uh, in exchange for Cooks and Evans, and of course the first with Evans and the second with Zeke. So a lot to absorb. But what are your initial thoughts, Chigs? Um, I mean, absolutely great trade. It's what we talked about last week when um, Cash moved up he gave up obviously daniel jones to basically secure jerry judy and cd lamb and we said at the time you know his roster is stacked at wide receiver but he was very short at running back and he basically needed to then trade some of his wide receivers to get a running back and he's gone and done that you know he's gone and got for me one of the top running backs in fantasy in zeke you know i still think he's got quite a bit of production left in him even though he you know he reportedly has coronavirus but um, I don't think he gave up a lot as well. You know, he's obviously, he's very stacked to wide receivers. So and Mike Evans, I think we talked about as being the kind of the natural trade piece that sort of stands out on his roster. Mm. And, uh, and Brandon Cooks, you know, so he's obviously given up the first next year. And I think next year's class is pretty stacked. But he's also got a second back. 
So I think, you know, he, he's done well there to to get what he needed from that. Obviously getting Sony Michel as well and, and Rex Burkhead. So he's pretty much locked up a Patriots backfield as well. Um well, there's also Damien Harris, but I do, yeah. I, I do, I do like it. I think more importantly, it's hard to get players like Zeke, and I do see Cash as the value winner there. I mean, I can understand why Byron's done it; he's accumulated draft capital in the process. Maybe has made the assessment it might not be a contender this year. We've not really spoke to Byron about the thought behind it, but uh, yeah, early indications or early thoughts are the Zeke side wins that. For me, Mo, what are your thoughts on the trade? Um, I thought it was pretty fair. I think both ways. Um, actually, like, after the trade uh, occurred, I kind of pulled up some trade calculators, and they're pretty much even. Um, I think I think it's a win-win for both parties. Um, only thing uh, I'm a little concerned with Cash's roster is he's kind of uh, heavy on the Cowboy side. He's got the QB, the running back, and he's got Lamb. So um, that would be that would be my only concern. Other than that, though, I mean, as player-wise and talent-wise, I thought overall, uh, like you said, he was stacked at wide receiver, traded a couple wide receivers, um, traded traded down uh, next year's draft, um, but uh, got, a, got a stud in Zeke. I, th- I think from Byron's perspective as well, you know, I think he's been trying to move Zeke for a little while. Um, and he's given his roster, you know, he went with the strategy in the startup last year of um, veterans, you know, went very veteran-heavy, didn't have much sort of youth. So... Getting that first next year, I think, is really good for him. I think you know, said this. I think next year's class could be on par with this year's, especially in the wide receiver class. Mm. So you know, it's good picking up that first. I think giving up the second though, probably for me, was a little bit much. I think if, if you could could have given up another player or um, you know somehow managed to keep hold of that second, I'd have been. Know, more comfortable with that but you know as, as Mo said you know I think it's win-win for both teams yeah um so that's no, it's good, good blockbuster trade it's always good it's nice yep it's been quite active lately Paul any any thoughts to add to that uh we I, to be honest I slightly prefer the um Mike Evans side of the trade which um, makes me sure the Zeke side of the trade is the winner on this one but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have been quite happy either side, to have any of those players on my team I seem to I seem to manage to trade away first and good players. <laughs> it, it'll be your year this year, just like the Cowboys. There's always exactly. next okay, so before we get into the uh, game that we're going to talk through, I do just want to give a shout out to the DC Presidents. I know we mentioned for a couple of weeks now that we partnered with them and really ramping up in terms of activity that we're doing with the DC Presidents. So we actually ran a draw for a Twitter Britball Cup that they're running. So it's a, a bit like a popularity contest, but amongst uh, local teams in the UK and even all across Europe, I saw there was a team from Iceland, I believe one from Sweden. Really cool idea to get teams engaging with each other while it looks like their season may get delayed uh, and you know, may not be able to play uh, depending on local government advice. Uh, but no, do check out the DC presidents. Check out the Twitter Brit Ball Cup. Uh, start voting, start tweeting, start uh, retweeting, sharing. Uh, all all in good cause, you know, is helping raise the awareness of local American football, particularly in the UK, but as I mentioned, all also across Europe as well. So, um, right, we're going to get into the game. And, Paul, before you explain the game to the listeners, I am going to use this random generator. So we're all 
going into this relatively cold. We don't know which positions we're picking at, etc. So I'm going to use this randomizer, which will then outline our order of picking before you explain the game. So you can all see on the screen. We've got our go four ahead. names, and here we go. So I've got first pick, then Mo, then Paul, and then Chiggs. Um, so Paul, I'll let you explain the game, and uh, okay, then so we'll get get picking. It's a simple version of a of a fantasy um, league, but without any trading or anything. We're picking teams, and we have to, each player has to pick one team from each division. Um, and the points you are given is based on the finishing position for the overall league. So the Super Bowl winner gets thirty two points, and the last person in the um, last person the last team in the league gets one point, and everything in between. It's effectively the reverse of um, draft picks. That the team will actually get awarded. Simple as that. Cool. And uh, only one team from each division, as you mentioned. Yes, you have. You have to have only well. one team from each division. Okay. So, um, well, I'll, I'll start things off. Uh, kind of hate doing this as a Broncos fan, but I think I have to take the Chiefs. Oh, boo! <laughs> I know, I know, but. Uh, don't think anyone else strengthened enough to make me think the Chiefs shouldn't be the favourites. So I'm going to take the Chiefs as my first pick. And that's my AFC West pick. Uh, Mo, on to you. I'm uh, going to go with the AFC North here. The Baltimore Ravens had a great Damn draft. I won. <laughs> Already quality <laughs> team there. Um, uh, yeah. Um, as long as, uh, as long as you don't, as long as uh, we don't see the Madden curse or uh, Jackson avoids any jet skis, uh, we should be all right. Oh, how funny was that video? <laughs> Complete. Okay, Paul, on to you. Okay, I'm going to go the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's killing me. Jeez. <laughs> hey, you got two on the bounce now, so. Um, okay, oh, so I'm going to go with the, the Packers. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then my second pick is gonna be the Forty Niners. Strong second. Staying with the NFC. Uh, that was also my next pick, which is really annoying as well. Okay, back I'll on. I'll do it. I'll trade you, I'll trade you the Forty Niners for the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that is most disappointing. Okay, well I'm gonna go. Who do we think next? I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> we also have the third easiest schedule this year. Here we go. I see if you've been listening to the uh, the Strength of Schedule episode, or has it done your homework, right? Um, Hopefully. Kind of. <laughs> uh, I am going to have to go with the Philadelphia Eagles, because I don't want anyone else in that division. Interesting. Damn. Good strategy. Yeah, I like that strategy. Ah, oh, goodness. So uh, I think first pick I have to take. Ah, oh, this is tough. I think I have to trust old Bill Belichick and go for the Patriots. Even though they might be going through a bit of a rebuild. And I think for my second pick, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Well, I like that pick. 
let's go with the Buffalo Bills. The winners nice. of the AFC East this year. That's a that's a bold call. Cool. Do you it's, think they're actually going to win it? Was that? Do you think they're going to win it? I think so. I, I think uh, I think the Patriots are going to take a step back. They may be even tanking for Trevor, for all I know. Uh, they they <laughs> just lost too many. They lost too many key pieces. Um, and uh, I mean, I mean, you still have Belichick, but uh, Brady. I mean, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of the years Brady was injured. Uh, I, I don't think they fared well as a team. No, fair point. Well, I'm going to go the Rams. Ooh, big tough call in a in a tough division there. What's your thinking behind the Rams? I think they're still going to finish with a better schedule. I think it's it's more about I'm trying to select. There's certain teams I don't want to end up with. Mo made me think of it then when you know I didn't want in the um, NFC East. I get his point. I don't really want Giants or um, Redskins. So I'm trying to pick around the ones that I'll accept rather than the ones I'm going to end up with if I'm not careful. Mm. So it's a slightly defensive pick. Yeah, which is what I'm going to do with mine now. I'm going to take the Giants with my first one, which leads to all the Redskins. <laughs> um, <laughs> that means I've got the Redskins. It does, but you don't have to Damn. take them anytime soon, right? Oh, sorry, I'm making these with Yeah, basically, yeah. I'm avoiding oh, that at all costs. That's a disaster. <laughs> Um, okay. And then the next one, I'm going to go with the the Colts. Trusting old Phil Rivers there. Yeah, my boy Phil Rivers. I just don't yeah. like the, the Jags. Um, I can see the Texans taking a step back, given the moves they've made. And the Titans are going to be very reliant on Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill repeating what they did last year. So if there's a bit of a downturn there, you know, I can see... See a bit of regression there, so I still have faith in the Colts. I think it's kind of a weak division, isn't it? It's probably a good shot, actually. Okay, back on to Paul. Okay, I am going to... God, I'm torn. I'm actually a little torn between the Browns and the Steelers. Ooh. I know, and it's reluctant. I don't want to end up the Bengals, you just made me realise. <laughs> 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 I've never, I've never rooted for the Browns in anything, but yeah, let's go with the Browns. Thank God. I was hoping, I was, I was so glad you didn't take your team. Um, I thought for sure uh, you were going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, no. Oh, my. No, I can't. I've got the Saints. You're not taking the Carolina Panthers, Mike. No, this is uh, this. I, I do not think uh, they're gonna fare well this year. We may be taking for Trevor, so uh, you, you might be taking them if you're not careful uh, in a minute. If Amir takes the Falcons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is tough now because it's, it's yeah. strategic. I still got to pick the AFC North, AFC South, NFC North, NFC East. There's no point in me picking because that's decided already, exactly. You must turn them last and. Yeah, NFC South. Well, I've got the double pick here, but it's considering it's based on positions and draft pick for next year, I think I have to take the Titans here because I do fancy them to make the playoffs. So the Titans is my first pick, and that gives me a dilemma, though. 
Paul's gone for the Browns. Ooh, NFC North. NFC. You got to take Steelers here, man. You got it. What's that? Vikings. Well, you got to right? take Steelers here, right? <laughs> yeah, you. That's true. Cause well, yeah, because start... it's other. Otherwise, it's the Bengals. You have the you have exactly. the Bengals and Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go for the. Away. I'm gonna go for the Vikings. I think oh, that's a better chance at the Bengals. Yeah. Like, I, I think, think that's annoying. That's the who I wanted. There. The Bears. Yeah, I think the Vikings just give me the better choice, a uh, better chance at the playoffs. Personally, just how mm. I um, how I that see was, it. That's what I was eyeing there. Um, let's take a look here. I need I need someone from the south. Oh yeah, easy. We got the Titans and the Colts gone, right? I don't want the Jags. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, that sucks. That's what I, that was my next pick for exactly that reason. The Jags were the one team I did not want. So most taking the Texans. with the Bengals. Houston yeah, Texans. Okay, I feel a little bit sniped here. I was going to go for both. The Patriots are gone as well, right? Yes. It's a little bit like all the good teams are gone. It's surprising how this happens. <laughs> okay, so who am I going to take now? Oh, I'm going to take the Bears. The Bears. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm really feeling a bit of hate for the Bengals. I think, um, I mean, I'm not going to take them myself, but... Um... <laughs> I, I do think you, if you end up with them, I think they're going to surprise a little bit, you know. Um, well, you could choose to end up with them if you want. No, I mean, obviously, I've got the Steelers there, so I'm taking that straight off the board now. Oh, <laughs> on, But as I say, I'm if you end up with the Bengals in, you, in, the, in your fourth spot, I, I wouldn't be, if you know, if you've got other teams that you've picked ahead of them, I wouldn't have been upset getting them as a last spot. But yeah, obviously, taking the Steelers. <laughs> Uh, well, then what does that leave me to do? So I need someone. Get the Panthers. Get the Panthers. Uh, obviously, I'm taking my Falcons. If they're still there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I'm taking the Falcons, please. Taking the Falcons. Boy, Julio. Actually, I think that's a terrible pick. They're going to suck again, aren't they? <laughs> they always do. I am going to take. I'm, I'm glad you went that way because uh, I'm going to have to go with. I don't like the Chargers and I don't like Vegas. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Amirstin, the Denver Broncos. Oh wait, wait, wait! It's Paul's pick first. Snipe him! Oh, Snipe damn him. it! <laughs> Mo tried to sneak a fast one there. Oh, it makes me want to take him, but um, maybe it's reverse psychology. Maybe I knew Paul was up. Ooh. Oh, I like it. A little bit of gameplay. Who else do I need here? I'm not taking the Jags, although I'm gonna have to at some point. Oh wow! I've only got two picks, right? Is that right? Have I got two three. Uh, you got three. Three picks. What, what divisions have I not got? You got the AFC South, so either you get the AFC, uh, the AFC East, so you get either the Jets or the Dolphins. Oh, wow. That's it. Yeah, Jets or Dolphins, or the AFC, AFC West. And who's or you get the AFC West. You get the Vegas or, uh, Char- or uh, what do you call it? Chargers or uh, Chiefs. I mean, sorry. I'm, I, feel like, uh, I feel like I'm making, missing a division here, right? Well, you... you you're gonna take um. Uh... Oh, I'm gonna take the Jags, aren't I? Sorry, of course. Yeah, that's gonna be the last one anyway. Yeah. yeah just to clarify, yeah. not for this. You've got three in the AFC default. left here. That'll be my default. Yeah, I, I know Amir wants. So, oh, Amir wants. I don't care in the AFC. Um. Then again, okay, let's go to the Raiders because I want to go. I want to be supporting Vegas. I've now got to justify my trip. Trips. Hey, did you hear the 2021 Pro Bowl, Vegas? Is it really? Yeah. 
They kind of owed it, didn't they? After the um, draft got cancelled. Well, I've always, I've always wanted to watch a Pro Bowl life, so I'll be in Vegas and watch it in, in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, NFC North, I'm stuck. Um, and NFC West, I'm stuck. So, oh, so you're not taking the Broncos. I, so I am. Ta- I am taking. I am taking the Broncos. Ah, okay. I think that's a smart pick there, but I had to go. Had to go my heart. So the divisions I still have to pick in. Oh, it doesn't matter because the other teams are all gone anyway. So these ones are kind of default. They're right? default so, for you. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So the NFC South, I'm left with the Panthers. <laughs> hey, they may, hey, they might surprise you. You never know. We have no defense. And that means in. Well, I'll go with the Bengals. Which means that the last team I'm taking will be the Redskins. <laughs> I think I've still got... so, so your last three picks are the Panthers, Bengals, and Redskins, who actually have the worst uh, worst odds in Vegas um, uh, to win the NFC champion uh, to win the Super Bowl. Apart from the Jags, yes. Jags and, and, and the Jags, sorry, and the Jags yeah, and the Jags. They're the yeah. worst ones. I was trying to desperately avoid them. I thought everyone would ignore that division because the whole division's weak, and I could pick up someone okay. But it turns out you guys realize who knew. Um, I guess I'm, I'm going to take Amir. Who are, I need, I'm defaulted in the NFC West and the or the NFC North. So I, I guess I'm, take I'm taking the Lions. Lions and Cardinals for my picks. Lions, yep. Well, I, I suppose we can just fill these out now. And well, they, no, oh, no, no. Because, no, in fact, I tell a lie because AFC East has still got two teams left. Correct. It has still got two teams. And it's really annoying. I actually want to take the. I was hoping I'll get left with the Dolphins because. Oh, Dolphins, great, yeah. But uh, and I don't really don't like the Jets, but I think the Jets are favourites, right? I know. I think the Dolphins. Oh, I'd I'd say the Dolphins. In Vegas, Jets are favourites over Dolphins. They're actually the same, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins because I like Miami, and I'm never going to wear green in New York, even though I think that's the wrong decision. I think a lot of my my fantasy football ends up being wrong decisions. And, and let's 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 let, well let's admit it. I mean, every Chigs, we all knew Chigs wanted Gase. I mean, he's he was sitting on, isn't he? Like, like I said, if if they do well, you know, then Gaze's job is secure, and if they suck, he's gonna get he's gonna get the can. So it's all coming up, Millhouse. So that means Chiggs, you're left with the Jets and Chargers to complete your set. Paul is left with the Jaguars to complete his set. Mo, you're left with the Cardinals. I'm happy with the Cardinals. I was happy with anyone in that division. Yeah, and, that, that, I think I made a mistake taking the 49ers so early because that whole division, you know, you could see all of them doing quite well. It's a tough yeah, one, isn't it? I wanted the 49ers, but not as early as you took them, actually, for, for exactly that reason. I think they're, you know, they're, 49ers and, and Seahawks, I think, are both do well. But then I, I didn't really want the Cardinals, which I went end up going round a bit earlier than I wanted. Mm. I, I like your Cowboys pick because that, that, looking at that division, it really is a... Oh, I, I, I so I was, I was, I was actually thinking of using my first on the Cowboys, but I'm like, ah, oh, then I, I, because I, I thought, but between Baltimore and Pittsburgh and Browns, you can get away with the fair one. I really thought of taking the Cowboys, that was a good pick. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I'm, I'm quite keen. I'm quite keen on them. I really wanted. Um, Who did you take first? But the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah. Yeah, Chiefs, Ravens, and Saints are the three sort of big boys, aren't they? You know, you'd expect all three of them to be in and around the. Uh, the Super Bowl. 
Is this Shig's just moaning that it was fourth pick, which is why he's going to lose? Well, no, I mean, I'm happy with that. My first two picks, the Packers and the 49ers, right? So I can see one of those two making the uh, making it from the NFC. So I'm surprised you guys pass on the Buccaneers. I wanted the Bucks. I didn't think they'd go yet. I thought I actually thought you'd end up being struggled to not end up following Carolina a little. Oh if no, you, I'm... you weren't going to. I don't mean to take them yet, but I just thought you might. You know, you know when you're going to you're going to get stuck with one team. So yeah. in that division, why not get stuck with the Panthers and therefore get a better team in a different division? If you know, you know what I mean. Just kind of. No, I agree. I agree. I, so I think I the one you might, and therefore I'll get them. But um... <laughs> well, this is the issue with having the swing picks, right? Because um, I, I couldn't get the Bucks. I, re- I went for Patriots Seahawks, thinking they're two teams I have more faith in winning the division than the Bucks. I. Understanding the Bucks have got enough yet to overpower the Saints, I could be proven wrong. Whereas I think Seahawks can win that division, even though the 49ers made the Super Bowl, the Rams made the Super Bowl the year before, the Cardinals got the air raid offense and now Nuke. It, it, it was a tough call, but uh, yeah, that's great value at 15, though. Uh, I do agree. So that. what I'll what I'll do with the the now is when we get the ranks I'll just I'll give everyone a you know the percentage chance the bookies are implying and then sum up each people's team so we can see where we stack up and then throughout I'll, the I'll, season just sorry man I'll tell you right now uh, Mo's number one Paul's number two Chig's number oh, three like Amir number four done oh good work was well, based on the Vegas Vegas odds at the moment just based just briefly just kind of math just kind of eyeballing it though. Yeah. Um. The problem with Amir is that he's got too many people at the bottom. Yeah. He's yeah. he's got he's got the the Redskins, the Bengals, and the Panthers, which are yeah, bottom four think, teams. I've I've got five other teams. I think will make the playoffs though, so I'm not too disappointed. I guess I think, the target of this is not to get bottom teams, right? It's actually it's not necessary to have the strongest. It's just you don't want the bottom. Correct. Yeah. I think. You want them mid. Yeah. You, know, you want them middling. Yeah. You know, they, they they make the playoffs. Then maybe, maybe yeah, win a game or two there. Yeah. Yeah, and then stuff. we can track it throughout the season, see where we end up getting. Oh, this this will be fun. Yeah, it's something else to root for on the side. And what's the, well, uh, what's the that major? I might have a chance on. £25 each, winner takes all. Yeah. Sounds good. Lock Your lock game. game. We got to spend it in the pub. That's the rule. It's 25 English pounds, Mo. No, oh, man. Yeah. Real, real currency. Hey, no, give 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 money you have over there. <laughs> we, we we need to we, we need that pound value to keep continue going down. Yeah. Canada with all like, the with all the if you want to pay in dollars, if you want to pay in dollars, then it's fifty dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all going on the crap table anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hardways, baby. Hardways. Okay, so that was fun. Thanks for that, Paul. Um, I know you'd mentioned it. A little while ago so i've been looking forward to doing this but now that the draft and everything's done all the free agency is a good time to run a competition like this and i would i think it's fun i think other other players can do it with their friends either in fours or even in eights where you do a, a snake draft uh, so in our next episode maybe even two episodes we're going to focus on idp which is a new concept for myself and paul and we're going to try and get some somebody on who's a bit of a expert or has experience a lot of experience of idp or is the expert yeah Paul's actually won an idp league right i have i won a couple but uh i've lost more than i've won yeah so like my time in vegas 
before before we end the episode, I did just want to have like a, a almost a, an intro to IDP just on this podcast. And I thought, Chiggs and Paul, from your experiences, could you outline some of the sort of lessons learned, things you've done and that you do differently, uh, you know, before we break it down into a lot more detail in the next episode, possibly too. Uh, I thought while we have time on this, it'd be a good, good platform to just talk about things at a high level. So I'll, I'll, start, yeah. with, I'll start with Paul, seeing as he's actually won IDP leagues <laughs> in the past. So what would you say your number one sort of lesson learned is, Paul, from playing in IDP or the number one thing that you're, you're I, focusing on? I think the, weirdly the most important thing is the scoring settings. Everyone's far more comfortable with normal scoring settings, whether it's PPR or standard. And, you know, everyone's a little bit more used to that. Um, with IDP, you have a si significant differences with scoring settings. They can, be, they can make quite a large difference to what sort of players you want. So in IDP, you're drafting for three positions. You've got defensive line, defensive backs, and linebackers. And linebackers are your studs in this, for, in this version. They're equivalent to running backs, I'd say. But they're going to consistently get points. Um, but you want to look at the format that the defense takes. If you can have a team that's 4-3, uh, so four defensive men, and three linebackers, your middle linebacker is going to get lots more tackles than an outside linebacker or someone who's really a nickelback that's playing this, this, this down as a linebacker. So you, you need to look a little bit more detailed into where the players are, but there's more of them as well. It's not quite so rare. You know, every team's going to have a few linebackers of use, but there will be some elite players as well. Um, D-line, I think, is very, very important. It's, you, want, you want defensive ends more than defences uh, uh, rather than the um, interior linemen because they get more sacks and they get more, more tackles as well. But that it depends on how highly you value your D-line, depends on your scoring settings. If sacks are really high, you want more D-line. You want to get a bit more priority to that. The other bit is cornerbacks. Cornerbacks and safeties, there's, there's just loads of them. There's loads of players you can put in that actually have some value that you can always pick up, that you can stream them fairly easily. Um, and they're less consistent. They're a little bit like wide receivers. So you can have the best cornerback in the league. If the ball isn't thrown anywhere near him, he's going to do very little. Yeah, I think following on from that is, um, is you almost want to be avoiding the top corners in the league. You know, so your your Richard Shermans and you know, like you say, like Darrell Revis, you know, historically these kind of guys because it will tend to be that teams won't throw to them, right? So as Paul says, if they're getting thrown onto their side of the field then they haven't got that chance to make those big plays. So you almost want to take the the weaker corners on teams because they've got more chance of making those big plays. Obviously, interceptions and, you know, um, returns and stuff like that. Um, again, the, the defensive scheme is really key, looking at, you know, the 4-3 or the 3-4. So, again, like an elite linebacker like Von Miller generally doesn't tend to do that well in IDP scoring settings, depending on the scoring settings, because he tends to be more of a big play guy. Obviously, he gets a lot of sacks, but he's not there racking up, you know, the 10, 15 tackles a game that your Luke Keekleys and, um, you know, those sort of um, middle linebackers are going to be are going to be doing, right? So um, that's the kind of key, I'd say. And then obviously, yeah, the defensive ends over defensive linemen, um, out of the defensive linemen, sorry, tend to be, you know, again, the higher splash plays, your Joey Boses, Nick Boses, you know, they, 
they tend to be the elite guys tend to be um, tend to repeat on the defensive end side. You'll find uh, obviously the linebackers are the same. The linebackers are your starts. Yeah, the bread and butter of your points. Um, as Paul said, you know, like like your running backs, you get some elite guys there that every season will put up big numbers. And the cornerbacks and safeties are very much, you know, you can kind of churn, you can pick up off the waiver wire on any given week. They're a bit like kickers. You'd say, you know, you stream them based on the matchup. Um, the obviously the interesting thing will be though um, is where people stop taking defensive players in a draft. So obviously we're, we're playing Superflex Titan Premium as well in our league, which is going to add even more sort of layers to it where, you know, historically you have a one quarterback IDP league. So you can kind of, you know, you kind of know where people are going to go. Whereas here is how early do you get your quarterbacks taken, you know, and then when do you start targeting those sort of defensive players? So, you know, I'd suggest maybe trying to do some mock drafts just to get a feel for where, you know, where the first linebackers start going where the first, you know, defend the, the sort of elite defensive ends start going, you know. And the other thing to um, keep in mind is injury risk as well, right? You tend to find defensive players tend to have a bit more injury risk. Um, yeah, you need a bit more depth, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So whereas your wide receivers will get a little bit nicked up and what have you, whereas, you know, you'll find, you know, linebackers flying in for tackles and stuff could, you know, be out for the season. So, yeah, you, you need a little bit more depth at those positions. And This is an interesting question from me. Do you normally, it's kind of reverse from normal fantasy, but do you target defences on worse teams, i.e. those you think are going to be on the field more because yeah. they can't stop? So, you know, you're, last year you would have tar- almost targeted like the Dolphins or the Bengals or the uh, Cardinals who are on the field more? Well, yeah, it depends on the team a little, right? Because if, if they're just, if they're, if they've got, you want teams that have got weak offense. So it's, it, you, but if you're not careful, some of those teams lost because they had weak defenses. So there's no point having a team go out and have a defense that's on that just gets run through all the time because that doesn't help you either. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a mix for that. So is the difference with this to having a DST as you have in a lot of redraft leagues in particular is they start losing points the more points they give, whereas I don't think you have that in IDP. So there's less of a risk with taking defensive players from bad teams. Because yeah. Yeah, even you if they get won't. 60 points put on them, it doesn't harm them in that same yeah. way. Exactly that. Right? You, you, you want... If you, you want elite players that are going to be on the field all three downs and, you know, capable of making big plays. And as you say, the longer, the, the worse the defence, the more chance they're going to be on that field. But there's obviously a balance. But, yeah, you, you don't get penalised the same way for having, you know, a bad DST in, um, in a regular league. Yeah. And, Mo, I know... Me and you have not had the opportunity to play IDP, but our draft is in a couple of weeks. What are your initial thoughts going into that? Have you got either... I'm not asking you to give your strategy away, but have you got initial thoughts or players that you're sort of targeting or even roughly when you think you'll start taking defensive players? Anything like that? Uh, being new to it, I think I'm going to... I'm not going to be the first one to def- to take a defensive player, and um, I just don't see the value there. 
Um, I'm I'm probably going to wait till maybe a round or two of defensive players here and there have gone out. So maybe half the teams, may, or maybe three quarters of the league has picked their defensive player, and I might be even the last one to pick. You know, last 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 team in the league to pick their first defensive player. So I, I'm personally. Um, I, I think, I think, I think, I think you're definitely, I think linebackers is focused from what I, everything I could tell linebackers, is the most difficult position corners, like you say, you can just stream. So I'm not even, I'm not even concerned with corners. I think linebackers is the one that I would probably pick early. Um, once I see a couple linebackers go off the board, I might jump in and grab one or, uh, one, uh, one or two, and then maybe, then maybe grab a defensive end after a couple rounds later. But I think I'm going to stick with what I know. And I mean, I know offense and I, you know, on some of the mock draft on that one mock draft we did, I mean, these, you know, there, there's some studs falling um, to later rounds in the draft, which I was amazed to see. So, I mean, again, at the same time, you're going to, you know, you, you're going to always have availability to trade players. So in my opinion, I'm just going to start, try to stack up on studs on the offense and be willing to trade for, you know, a couple of these defensive players. I think, but linebackers, I think one, one scarcity where, it's maybe almost as scarce as uh, a QB. So I think that's the one position I'm going to try to target early. Uh, defensive end and all, again, I think I can... I, you might even be able to stream a couple of defensive ends here and there based on matchups. Uh, I, I don't think we have that many roster spots, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was a 40 total. Plus um, uh, IR spots, yes. Yes. Um, so based on that, I think I think there should be ample players on the defensive wire. And especially just because I don't know much. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to try to reach for defensive players um, except for a linebacker. I, I think that's a strategy I'm kind of running with at the moment. So, Paul, I've got a question um, just based on your experience. How important is it to keep Fab in an IDP league? Are, are you regularly trying to pick up players, or is the I, roster depth generally enough? I actually think it, it depends very much on the structure. I don't think it matters really if it's. You know, we played in one league last year where the rosters were so deep, um, there was no point in having fab. You know, everyone used their, every time there's anyone vaguely worth having, the entire fab budget would go on that because the whole the whole league had gone. Um, but in generally, early P, you've got, there. it's worth having some fab left over. There is still some. I prefer auctions, personally, rather than fab for IDP. Because there is, you know, when you're getting into it, it's quite, it's quite hard sometimes a player can go for a buck and the next week, a very similar player will go for like twenty because no one's paid. You know, people who paid attention don't want to miss it. It's not a, there's no graduation of it. But um, it, I think I don't think it is driven particularly by IDP. But yeah, I think it's probably a little bit more important to have some um, fab left over in IDP. Hey Paul, I guess um, that that one league you mentioned, um, how many roster spots were there? In the one we used to have, um, I think we only used to have forty-five. Okay, forty-five, and it was a super flex. No, it wasn't super flex. It was 45, ah. forty-five um, players and eight people um, on either side. So the offense was fairly normal, but then you t- it tends to be two D line, um, three linebackers, and two D um, D backs. Okay, and it, that that sorry, that, um, and then you can have one. Well, actually, it's normally two or three of each three positions. With a maximum of eight in total, so the, the default is to have three three linebackers, two quarter, um, three quarterbacks or um, two quarterbacks, and then two or three of the D line. So you mix it around that way. And then there's a twelve team yeah. league. I've played in ten and up to up to sixteen actually. Yeah, one of the leagues was sixteen last year, right? Yeah, and wow. the sixteen leagues hard. 
you know, yeah. you're, it's, it, that's really tricky. That was when you had to play a kicker in that one as well. So <laughs> yeah, hoarding two or three kickers, you're you're screwed. So um, well, that, and actually that one was really that was really weird because you'd have you'd have to play you'd have a kicker as well. There'd still only be sixteen starters, so you'd have seven offensive players, a kicker, and then eight defensive players. So de- the defensive side of the ball was as important as the offensive side of the ball, which is I quite like that. That's why in, in our league in illegal contact. I've often had the um, defensive settings probably a little on the high side because, you know, football's a defensive game as well. We, we overlook it in fantasy a lot. But I'm quite excited about this league. Okay, so to close off then, uh, Tiggs and Paul, as you have experience, I'm going to ask you for one player that doesn't necessarily have a lot of name cachet in, say, the football sphere, but is good for IDP, and one player who has a lot of name cachet but uh, and you know is regularly on the highlight here, uh, highlight reel, but isn't necessarily great for IDP. And I know you mentioned Von Miller earlier, so I'll ask you to name somebody else uh, of that sort of ilk. Ooh. So Chicks first. Yeah, good shout. Oh yeah, um, I've got one. If you want. Oh yeah, okay. well actually, um, I'll, I'll kick off actually. Um, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, yeah. obviously one of the best defensive players in the league, but given he plays, well, I think his designation is generally going to be a linebacker, but he's more of a defensive end in the, in the system he plays and, and the, the plays he makes. So he doesn't rack up a lot of tackles, but he'll make a lot of big splash plays. But the trouble you have is that is that you're, you're picking him as a linebacker, but he's not giving you a linebacker's production. Okay. And then a player who's not as well known, not necessarily, you know, someone they focus on on like the broadcast, but is great for IDP. I've got another good one for you on, on the other on that front actually is um, JJ Watt. Now he was he's he's changed a little over the last few years, but he was so dominant in his position. He'd often go, you know, he'd he'd be go he could go number one in a in a draft because he was so dominant in his position. Depending on the scorings, and he'd certainly go high. He wouldn't be wait. He wouldn't be taking all your offense before you started on your um, defensive side of things. Yeah, it's interesting. So we've got JJ Watt, Khalil Mack. Oh well, he's a bit. And, he's a bit and even past the time. Some, Aaron Donald or someone though is a, a more you know a relevant right now big name player who's you know he'll be he'll be um, number one or not he'll be top three anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So Aaron Donald and um, Daniel Hunter for me are the two. Well, Aaron Donald, Daniel Hunter, and then like the Bosa brothers are probably for me the, um, yeah. you know, the, the premier kind of guys in that position. And I think the big thing about Donald is he's a tackle, but uh, not an end. Yeah, and he's still and that, that, and that really. So if you play in a league where you have tackles and ends separately, which some do, where. Um, you know, then he's really valuable because there's less tackles that are valuable than ends. Ends are naturally get get more tackles and get more sacks. Okay, that's good insight there. And then a couple of players who may not be as well known or may not get much focus on, you know, highlight or red zone if you're watching, but are great for IDP. It's a bit harder actually. Let me have a little think. Um... So for me. Linebacker-wise, there's a few guys that I really like. 
um, some of the young, and, and they probably are quite well known in the IDP community, but guys like Tremaine Edwards um, at Buffalo, um, Roy Quan Smith in Chicago, okay. uh, you know, um, Darius Leonard, obviously, Indy. These guys are the sort of um, the young linebackers that are, you know, have shown some really good stuff and are going to be, you know, at that top end of the, for me, the linebacker rankings for the next few years. So draft, okay. so drafting someone like Simmons would be actually a pretty good idea. What's the Jags guy as well? Shul, uh, Schulbert. Joe Schulbert. Yeah, so he yeah, used to be at the Browns, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Are you still, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, yeah, he was at the rounds. Yeah, moved to the Jacksonville Jags. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but that was a uh, appreciate the insight. I said that was very high level. We will look to talk about it at least on the next episode with more, um, more of a focus or almost an exclusive focus on IDP. But that was a fun episode. Uh, you know, can't believe we've got to twenty. <laughs> to think we were looking forward to our first episode. Well, it only seems um, well when we we're at your wedding in in India, right? Chicks in Delhi right, yeah. talking about the recording and Man, Paul was designing like a logo. Does that not feel like a world away? It does. We've been in yeah. lockdown for three months, so that does feel like a world away. That's a good milestone, though, lads. Uh, twenty episodes. It yeah. is fun, fun way to get to twenty. I think this episode. Oh, uh, hang on! I'll tell you what. I have one other player to be careful of in this. Sure. Ingram. You gotta be careful you don't take him when you think you're taking the other Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens quite a lot. Who was it? Um, was it the, the, the best one for that is uh, D. Hopkins, right? It's uh, DeAndre and <laughs> <Yeah>. Dustin. <laughs> yeah. But, but Ingram comes up because he's sort of like people suddenly sit there and think they've got a complete steal where they've picked up Ingram. And like really late and they've just picked him up in completely the wrong spot. And he's, he's you know, he, he's not a bad player to have, but you don't necessarily take him. That's where you want him. But he's, he's, that's one that does a, a stand out a bit. That's where ADP is probably quite helpful. Because if you see E. Engram with an ADP of 500, you probably know something is wrong. Well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's when you don't spot it. Or, and actually, the ADP is slightly less helpful for um, IDP because there's, there's less of them. There's, there'll be quite True. a lot of players that end up, when you get to the latter part of it, where you are taking people with really late ADPs, because they're, you know, the, the system you got doesn't quite um, pull in what you're looking at, um, and they're still, you know, reasonable players. It's just that that tail end sort of thing can be um, really amusing. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to discussing IDP in more detail on the next episode. But uh, as I said, got to twenty. Fun way to get to twentieth episode as well. But for now, that's me signing out. Uh, Paul, have a good evening. All. Keep safe. Mo, giddy up. And chicks. See you, folks. Take it easy.